Hi, welcome back to Dating Funnies. Hey, uh, so kicking this around, thinking about some of the situations I've run into over time. And the question I have to ask everyone is, have you heard of the Seattle Freeze? So if you're local to Seattle, which is where I'm located, you are familiar with the phrase Seattle Freeze. For those of you that might be listening that are outside of Seattle, different state, different country, thank you for listening. The Seattle freeze is pretty much summed up as this. People are nice to you, they're cordial to you, but they won't go out of their way to invite you anywhere. So you might be friendly at work, you might run into them at a networking event, but unless it's for business, they're not really all that keen to invite you into their inner circle. And that really plays out into the dating world. Like I mentioned in previous podcasts, People in their 20s and their 60s and 70s, we all have the same challenge, is trying to get people to open up and be willing to go meet people. Now, I'm going to share with you an example of the Seattle freeze, at least how it's played out for me, has worked in the past and continues to work. Like I mentioned before, I'm on many dating platforms. And it's silly that I have to be in so many, but it's all, it all plays out the same. People look at your profiles, you reach out to them, you never hear from them. That's pretty much not Seattle Freeze, but it kind of is in a way because people aren't leaving to go meet. You can't really get to know someone through text messages or emails. You have to actually meet them, see them, see if they laugh at your jokes, see if they roll their eyes when you say something. It's all those little nuances. 95% of all communication is nonverbal. So how do you get that from emailing people? So let me tell you a little bit of a story about the challenges I'm having. And like I said, it's consistent with all age groupings, men or women. So I don't know what the disconnect is. I don't know what the solutions are, but it's very, very frustrating. And I'm to the point where I'm like, you know what? I've had it. I'm done. So I had a friend of mine a few years ago, retired dentist, got divorced, been on his own for about a year and decided he'd get online and start dating. And so we'd chat. I'd ask him how his experiences were and I'd share with him my experiences. And he'd say, wow, you know, I'm having the same challenges. I, I chat with people, then they disappear, which we discussed that, the ghosting thing in a previous podcast. He would eventually get to meet someone, but there's so few and far between, it was so problematic. So his ex-wife had moved out of the area, his kids had grown up and moved out of the area, and he thought, what the heck, I'm divorced. I'm not going to stay here in Seattle. I'm not having any fun. I'm having a hard time meeting somebody. I like to go on dates. So he chose to move down to Southern California. Some other friends of his suggested, you know, go down there. You have fun, nice weather. People like to go out and play in the weather. You'll meet people down there. So he goes down there, and he's down there for like three months. I reach out to him, and we get to chatting about the normal stuff. And then I ask him, so how's it going down there on online dating? He says, oh my gosh, I could have a date a night. People here want to go out and meet. They want to have coffee. They want to have a, a drink. They want to meet people. He says, I'm busy. I go on a minimum of three to four dates a week just to meet people. And they're not really dates, they're just meetings. And then from there, I've met a couple of people, and some of them turned out to be great friends. 
we weren't interested in one another and others have started dating and he's like god is you know it's such a refreshing way to approach dating it was it was like fun going out meeting people and listening to their stories and and creating new friendships and so then he you know so he says it's so different from seattle he just couldn't believe that there was that night and day so good for him now for me i'm still sitting up here in seattle trying to meet date people like i said i'm on five or six dating sites so i had some friends of mine who live down in the dallas area come on down and visit with us come spend a week with us okay so i go down there and i'm hanging out with them they got a nice big house and they're both quizzing me well how are you dating anyone well no i'm trying oh you're not trying hard enough yes i am i'm on all these dating sites oh it must be something you're saying or something you say in your profile well look here let me show you my profile so i went and showed them all the different platforms online the swipe left swipe right like wow there's no guy you're pictures are good your everything you say is good they go well look why don't you put the ear in dallas and see what happens i thought well that's a novel idea so i went and changed my location to dallas i'm in the dallas area and all my dating sites that week i was there my phone blew up i had emails text messages i had all these people swiping right they wanted to meet me I had 15, 16 people wanted to meet me. Of course, I emailed them, communicated back to them, hey, I'm actually live, live in Seattle. I'm visiting friends here. If you're interested in meeting, I'd be happy to buy you a cup of coffee or a drink. And who knows what will happen. You know, I don't know if I'm up for a long-distance relationship, but I'm open to the possibilities. And so out of those 15, 16 people, I ended up meeting six of them. Now, nothing happened, but I was like, oh my gosh, that's six times more activity than I've had in months up in Seattle. And that was just all in a week. Now, I may have been the new kid on the block, the new profile. I don't know. But nonetheless, when I left there, I switched everything back to Seattle. And sure enough, I get back to Seattle and I get crickets. Absolutely nothing. Can't get people to swipe right. Can't get people to respond to emails or winks. It's like, oh man, I'm giving up on this deal. Why is it such a challenge to meet and greet, date somebody? You know, it, it, you know, we talked about it in previous podcasts. You can't really know anybody over text emails. You don't know if they're real or not real. Or, you know, how big of the baggage they're carrying around with exes and kids and health issues you don't know any of that online you have to meet people so several months go go by and i i have a place down in scottsdale arizona and i thought well i need to go down to my place check on it so i go down there and i'm sitting there going okay what am i gonna do while i'm down here oh you know i did that thing when i was in dallas maybe i'll just change all my dating profiles to i'm in scottsdale and in my head i'm thinking well you know if i met somebody down here that's pretty easy. It's a two-hour flight. I could fly to Scottsdale. I've got a place down there and meet somebody. And I'd go down there a week. They'd come up here a week. You know, we'd do that. You know, I'd go down there twice a month. They'd come up here twice a month. That would work. I could do that. So I changed all my platforms to I'm in Scottsdale. Uh, and I set it all in motion. And, oh, my gosh, I'm there for like 10 days. 
I must have had 25, 30 correspondence going on with several different people. I ended up meeting 12 of them, in which three of them had interest in me and I had interest in them. With a couple of them, we're going back and forth trying to figure out how we would make it work. Now, sadly, they all fizzled out. But the point being, as soon as I came back to Seattle, I changed everything back to Seattle, and guess what? Yep, did you hear that? Nothing. Crickets again. So here I sit today talking about this experience, and reluctantly, only because Match.com and Zeusk and eHarmony give me such great deals on, hey, re-sign up for half off, I go ahead and do it only because it's cheap entertainment. But my goal is to meet someone, date them, and get into a long-term relationship. But in Seattle, it's a problem. It's, it is the Seattle freeze. People are predisposed to whatever they're doing in this town as opposed to in other towns. They're eager to go out and meet people. I have another friend of mine that moved to Sun Valley, Idaho. Now, he's not online at all. He goes into town. He goes to restaurants. He's active. He's out bicycling. He's skiing. He's going to concerts. But so is everyone else out there. And he meets people on a regular basis. And since he's been there a year and a half, he's had a couple of relationships. He's now dating somebody new again. They're not online at all. The women or him, they meet each other in the town. Now, granted, it's a smaller town than the Seattle area, but the point being is they're at least willing to go out and meet people. Heck, I sign up for these meetups and stuff around town here, and if you're lucky, you might see four or five people show up to the event. You know, it's, it's a process. It's a painful process, and I'm not happy about it. You're probably not happy about it either, and why should you be? It's frustrating to always be the, the third wheel to an event or to be the outsider looking in. And then when you have larger groups, a lot of them tend to be very cliquish and they hang together. Uh, very challenging for sure. I don't know how we resolve this. All I know is I'm in Seattle scratching my head and thinking, you know what, maybe I should just live full-time down in Scottsdale or maybe I should move to Southern California or move somewhere where the natives are not only friendly, but they're welcoming. They want to welcome you into their sphere, get to know you, hang out. If they don't like you, introduce you to other people. How, how powerful would that be? So again, if you have any comments, suggestions, ideas about my podcasting on Dating Funnies, you have any stories, you got a comment about the Seattle freeze, uh, feel free to email me, datingfunnies at gmail.com. Uh, if you don't know what the Seattle Freeze is, Google it or Bing it if you're a Microsoft fan. And you can see what the dynamics are. And it's not just to older people or to younger people or men or women. It's everyone, whether you're same sex or not. It, it doesn't matter. The Seattle Freeze takes everybody and everybody's in it. Nobody's excluded from it unless you're married. <laughs> uh, but if you're dating, you're trying to meet people, 
All I can say is welcome to the Seattle Freeze. Have fun. Hopefully, you'll be able to find a way to crack that freeze with people that you meet and end up uh, having fun uh, meeting and dating people. Once again, Dating Funnies, thanks for listening. And uh, next week, uh, I think we're going to talk a little bit about dating in general. What's protocol, what isn't? How about if, if a woman invites you out on a date, is she paying for the date? If you're inviting her, do you pay for the date? Should it be a coffee date? Should it be a wine date? What are the thoughts there? I had a dating coach at one time, and we were supposed to meet, and each of us was supposed to be responsible for our own meals and drinks. I ended up paying for the whole bills because they thought I was supposed to. How do we maneuver that as well? Especially, rightfully so, women are making good money. Uh, They're in the workforce. So I think the old protocol of men pay for dates, it comes from years and generations ago where men were the breadwinners, and therefore it's only served right that we pay for the dates. Now we're all working. And we're all making money. And what would prevent a woman to say, hey, uh, I'll, I'll pay for dinner. Or, hey, I'll buy the coffee. I've had that happen a few times. And I have to tell you, as a guy, it's really refreshing to have someone say, hey, I'll buy the coffee. That makes me say, okay, great. If we go out to dinner next time, I'll, I'll get the dinner. It just makes everybody feel warm and fuzzy when someone does a nice gesture or even says, hey, thanks for the coffee or thanks for the the glass of wine. So maybe we could talk about dating etiquette. And I can share with you a few more stories of some of the things I've run into with regards to the mishaps of trying to figure out dating etiquette. Have a great week, and thanks again for listening.